Chocolate Black Tea Honey. Wait, she said what? No. Absolutely not. Pour me the rosé. Okay, okay. My reality TV obsession is can't be tame. I know, right? Yeah, it was just like a cute little hangover. Oh my god. Sierra, I'm dead. Welcome back to another episode of Coastally Speaking. Coastally Speaking. I'm your host, Sierra Robinson. And I'm your host, Savannah Duardo. Savannah got a microphone. Oh my god, it's so nice. <laughs> it looks so good. <laughs> I can actually hear myself this time. Oh, well, that's that beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> if, the, if this podcast was, we should change the name speaking. to technical difficulties. <laughs> that's literally what I was gonna say. So that's, that's where beautiful. that's where we're at. Happy Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. Are you doing anything today? You've had a pretty big weekend. You've already done a crab crawfish shack? boil. Crawfish boil. <laughs> a crab shack. Could it be? Could it be called a crab shack? No. <laughs> It was awesome. You just like dump. It's like uh, corn and potatoes. They did shrimp and crawfish and it's just like boiled outside in like a big pot of just like simmering spices and broth and goodness. And then they just dump it on the table and it's just a free for all. So everyone's just like grabbing things, popping it in their mouth, just having a nice little conversation. That's so cool. Yeah. That always looked so fun, even though I don't eat it and I won't. Um, I am so jealous of those that do participate in the shellfish of it all. Um, the scene in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days when they're sitting at dinner and they're like cracking the crab open and like dipping it in butter. That oh, looks so good. It is. Is that like what you were doing? <laughs> it You're just is. cracking things and – Cracking things, popping – the thing is with the crawfish boil, it's all like simmered in the pot. So it's like all of the spices and everything get mm. like inside. So it's like there's no dipping. But like Connor and I love a crab fest. Like he will literally go to the grocery store, pick us up like three pounds of snow crab and like we'll just like feast for dinner. Wow. Um. Yeah, he makes like garlic butter – like he would that is a connor thing he's so fancy yeah <laughs> i know he's definitely elevated my palate from my my, my takeout desires all right <laughs> i'm like wait you can eat this good at home too because <laughs> i won't be cooking that um no. but my friend davida went and she's a vegetarian and she posted um her little post about it but she was like went to a crawfish boil didn't eat any but really enjoyed the environment <laughs> Was that her caption on the like carousel post where it was a lot of her just in the environment? I love that so much. She says, I look good though. She did. She looked good. I didn't didn't eat anything, but I look good. Um, Incredible. It was a lovely time. I was on my deathbed. My deathbed though. I'm so sorry. I hate when that happens. That picture you sent me. (laughs) Somebody. Somebody I got a little like, sick the next day. I might even <laughs> add it if I can, like just a little pop up right here. You should. Um, just me, thumbs up, being like, we we're supposed to record yesterday, and like, thank God that you were just so patient and loving and and and, and considerate. Because <laughs> like, I'm I was rolling like, my if, eyes right now. <laughs> I know, but I'm like, if I had to do that podcast yesterday. Oh, well, the sad thing is, she sends me a picture. Of her, like, may I share? Yeah. Vocally? Okay. She sends me a picture of her like next to a toilet with tears running down her face. Thumbs up, but then says, but we can still shoot if you need to. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to make you shoot a podcast right now. <laughs> like, I'm just like eyes bulging, every, uh, like red blotchiness, my throat. And I had to lay on the couch, recover because I agreed to that night to go to Shania Twain the next right. day. And when you're, you know, it's when you're fucked up and like having fun, you're like, hell yeah, I'm going to be there. I can't, man, shirt, short skirts. <laughs> I woke up the next day and I was like, and she made a point to say to me before she left was like, 
don't cancel. Don't cancel on me. <laughs> I was like, oh God. I won't. I won't. Are you kidding? I'm great. Oh, I'm like notorious for canceling. And I had to like literally suck it up and be like, you can do this. You also, can do it's this. Shania. Was, was that at the Hollywood Bowl? Oh, yes. yeah. And we had great seats. We had a nice little Were you in the box? box. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I've never done a box before. I want to so bad. Is it so fun? It's Did you end so up drinking fun. wine? Um, Did you drink it Like, all? yes, but no. Like, okay. I actually got myself a pulled pork sandwich. And nice. um, I got one of those, like, little, like, it might as well be, like, Sutter Holmes, but, like, one mm-hmm. of those, like, tiny little 15 milliliter tiny shots of a bottle of rosé and I got myself a Sprite. (laughs) So I was like going back and forth. And then when my friend Autumn went to go get another drink, I was like, fine, you can grab me a rosé. But if you don't get it, I'm just going to be okay because I'll take it as like the universe saying you weren't going to get fucked up anyways. But But sometimes you need – when you're that dead – you do need a little bit of the hair of the dog, especially you're at a concert. It's like I need energy right now and if I don't have a little bit, mm -hmm. I'm going to die. And that adrenaline. Yeah. The adrenaline helped for sure because I was just like, do I even know that many Shania songs like that weren't hits? But like it was such a fun show. And I've heard such terrible things too that were like, she can't sing the way she used to. So I kind of like went into it thinking like I was going to like a Tony Bennett concert or something where it's like, you're a living legend regardless. But like, yeah, you did your thing two decades ago. So if it's not (laughs) 1997 all over again, I'm not, I'm not getting my feelings hurt. Right. And she was, she was epic. She literally started off in the crowd. Like she was like in like between where the garden and like another promenade is. Uh So like, she's like on a box, like being pushed around, like in a little trench coat, but like she's in the crowd. Cool. Found out that there's a law, I guess, at the Hollywood Bowl that you're not allowed to bring people on stage. So she was trying to bring somebody on stage. When she found that out, she goes, well, guess I'm coming to you. Where are you? And like gets in the crowd. At some point, somebody like stepped on her like dress and she was like, somebody's on my face. Like, but like in the middle of the crowd, she just like, there was no bars, like no wow. like separation. Go I loved it. I loved it. And I love that I she love was like that. fearless. Yeah. 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 Um, but it was great. It was a great concert. You went to another concert. Yeah. Speaking of fearless, uh, <laughs> went to go see Taylor <laughs> Swift again. <laughs> Unintentionally perfect segue. <laughs> do you know that Fearless is one of her albums? Do you yes, understand do. the reference that I'm making? Okay, cool. Uh, it's so so good. I will give the, the short version of the story, but I posted a TikTok after the first Taylor Swift show. And um, have you seen this TikTok yet? Have I sent it to you? Of course I have. Okay. I like so it. I commented. You did? Sorry, there's so many comments on it. I actually haven't seen yours yet. Um, She blew up. (laughs) The concept was basically going to a concert in your 30s, and we had, like, nasal sanitizer and Advil and earplugs and whatever. Concept was funny. Did very well on TikTok. The nasal sanitizing company reached out to Mm me, um, and me being who I am, uh, I pitched the idea to them that I should go back to Taylor Swift to get more purposeful content with their product, which works for me because I wanted to go back to Taylor Swift and is like great for that. No, no one knew what this, yeah, this product is like really popular within hospitals and doctors and nurses, but like the normal person doesn't really know about it. And like, I don't know, nasal sanitizer is cool. Like, I don't want to get sick. (laughs) I would like to use something that like is helping me not so... Um, so I was able to bring it into this like younger space and got to, got to go for freezies, which I think that's was great insane. business. 
which was insane and so much fun. The surprise songs were great. We got Welcome to New York, which like Ooh. hashtag cute. Yeah. And then we got Clean. Wait, so, I love that. I yeah. love that. I love that you like took something that you love and turned it not only into a paid opportunity, but mm-hmm. you got floor tickets yet floor again. Tickets yet again. <laughs> uh, yet again. And actually did the work. Too, so. I have to and I, I like making content so much and my yeah. brain just kind of functions that way now mm-hmm. that like literally once I know that I'm even if I don't go into something thinking that I'm going to get content if I see a moment my brain's like oh TikTok <laughs> like, better Pull shoot it, it. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> it's it's fun it's nice it keeps my brain processing and like moving and working in like normal situations which is cool oh I'm happy it was you so had fun. a good time how was the hangover Oh, I don't feel terrific right now. <laughs> like, I posted a video of me at Shania where I was like, oh, I'm obnoxiously singing along. But like this morning, I felt compelled while walking being like, just so you know, I was sober. That was just straight nostalgia. But like <laughs> while setting up today, I kept getting like, you know, like the residual hangover like day two, but it's like you're fine. And then all of a sudden it feels like a little like gremlin just kicked you in the brain and you're just like, yes. What, where, where did that even come from? And then it's yep. like, keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. That's where I was earlier. I was like, okay, I'm going to have Ugh. some caffeine and water, but I think I'm just dehydrated. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah. I've had two coffees. I've had not enough water. And <laughs> I took some ibuprofen. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. <laughs> they last forever. <laughs> like, they last forever. Um, and I still drink like I'm younger. So it's like, when will I realize that I cannot recover the same way? I had – what did I ha- I chugged a claw before – getting in an uber to go out there which by the way getting around to concerts in new york is like such a different beast when i lived behind ucb okay i always used to so i don't know if you ever did this when you lived at hollywood towers but when i lived like walking distance ish i would literally the plan was always just first of all i would like sneak wine into the hollywood bowl i would put like a like a boxed wine bag into a box of cracker yeah it's like a 30 minute walk that's not walking distance. <laughs> walk. Walking distance is walking to birds from the Hollywood Tower. Walking no. <laughs> 30 minutes to the Hollywood Bowl, that is that is a commitment. But but I was home by the time your Uber would have shown up. And Fair. and because I snuck wine in, I had wine for the walk home. So I'm just drinking. What? I said, how much wine did you bring? I was bringing a (laughs) box wine, a box of wine. (laughs) Wait, that's actually fucking brilliant. So at Trader Joe's, they have small boxes of wine and they're the same size as one of the cracker boxes that they have there. So I would open the bottom of the cracker box, take the crackers out, put the wine bag in, retape the bottom, and then put it in a bag of like other snacks. So when they look through your bag, they're just like, checks out. And then you... Bring your, your box wine into the venue. Genius. Thank Genius. you. Genius. <laughs> do, do you think that this type of planning comes from having been drinking at such a, like a younger age that it's of like you just know does. all the tricks of the trade? Because <laughs> yeah. like I joked about bringing it. I was like, I'm going to bring in one of those like body flasks that like, because they won't go off on the metal detector. Yeah. But like, I don't, I don't have one. No, you don't <laughs> have one of those. And then what? You get like a sip of wine. Like, box. it's not enough. But a box of wine, that is enough. And then you can share with your neighbors. You make friends around you. People are like, do you have wine in a box of crackers? Like, immediate friends, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what a topic starter. It is. But my um, my hungover morning this morning, I started watching the 
unedited reunion vpr uncensored. is it uncensored uh, thank Un- you extended an uncensored extended, extended version mm-hmm. yeah <gasps> did i tell you that i went to like a bar viewing for vanderpump last week you told me that you were planning on it and if i stalked your instagram you know that i know that you oh, went you know that I, yeah i know how that was it <laughs> it was amazing so there's these two girls um that just started a company called that reality bar and um they are doing like pop-up reality shows at different bars and there's these there's one bar in Brooklyn that okay. they like initially like initially started it at um the first night went so well that they're like okay I guess we're gonna do the reunion here and when I got there I it doors opened at eight o'clock okay I was like let's get there at seven it feels aggressive for a brand new thing that's never really happened before but let's just do it to be safe so we get a spot there was already a line like around the block of people Smart. to get in and it's like a small bar Um, so we ended up not getting into that one. We were the last person, like the person in front of us got in. And then once it got to us, there was no more capacity, Mm -hmm. but the owner of that bar owned a bar around the the corner, which is like a sports bar. And he's like, there's tons of TVs. The sound is set up for like a sports bar. So, um, we're just going to also play Vanderpump over there. And it was so much fun. It was amazing. And we took like a field trip. He walked everyone else that was still in line to the other bar. Uh-huh. Um, it was so much fun being in like a public space and watching that kind of thing with like fans of the show. Incredible. Yeah. What was that like? Like, was everyone like, ooh, like with everyone like, with was Lala. like, yeah, everyone's like laughing at James and Lala because they're amazing. Um, we were what taking drinks every time Sandoval pretended to cry. And we turned it into a little drinking game, which was amazing. I love that. So- I'm flying out. I got to fly out next week. Do it. This way. <laughs> Do it. Um, it was so much fun. And the girl that was sitting at the bar next to us, they do trivia nights there every Wednesday. So she had been there for trivia, had no idea that this Vanderpump thing was going to happen because it was last minute for them. Um, right. And she ended up being like a huge Vanderpump person who is like obsessed with the show and knows all of the details. And she just like stumbled onto this Vanderpump reunion night. I was like, that is New York. Like you're just at a bar for your normal Wednesday trivia. And all of a sudden here is like 30 people coming in. All the TVs are turning into Vanderpump. Volumes going up. People are engaged. People are like doing drinking. It was so much fun. And now her and I and this other guy that I met um, who had just moved out here and like doesn't have a ton of New York friends, came by himself to the screening. Uh-huh. Now the three of us are in like a group chat and we're all going to watch it again this week together, which is so cute. <laughs> I love that so much. It's like yeah. finding your commu- your people. I know. How I, cute. How do I live in LA, first of all? How How is it that Sir exists here? <laughs> right, right. And you literally yet- have it there. <laughs> I, I have nothing i have nowhere to go no invites no hosted themed thing i just do it myself at home that's bullshit i want to meet my people something (laughs) host something Uh, i've got two weeks yeah well you have two days for the next one and then you have one more week so you'd really have to pull that together or just fly out to new york Uh, at this point it sounds like my people are on the wrong coast (laughs) like like yeah, that sounds like a dream come true to me. All of a sudden, just sitting someplace, especially me, I'd be pissed most likely if I was just like at a sports bar and then all of a sudden the TVs just start changing to Vanderpump. Like, 
<laughs> the aura is opening up. Yeah. It's gleaming. Everybody has like angel wings. Like that's like, that's the fantasy of my life. Yeah, like, it was great. And the bar food there, the menu, yeah. we got like empanadas and we got mm. nachos and we got something else that I can't remember because I did drink a bit that night. I love that. I love that so freaking much. Yeah. Um, the reunion, thoughts, <clears throat> fire. Oh my God. Lala and James gave me everything James needs to calm down but I mean he's does he though because I love it like not (laughs) at all but like there is like we're just like oh it sucks because you're so freaking funny and just so on it but then he gets so heightened so fast that people think it's like irrational but I'm like worm with a mustache (laughs) when he looks at Andy and says you're you ugly fuck about (laughs) Tom and Tommy just call me ugly no <laughs> no you're handsome i'm talking about that ugly fuck <laughs> the moment when he calls out shorts with the whole like this is the first time that you're not sitting next to katie and goes he didn't even notice and him and lala just <laughs> laughing i was like he's him two. and lala the whole time were killing me there was one moment where tom says something and it's when james goes nah that didn't really hit for me and he looks at lala she goes i wasn't even listening <laughs> They're so good. They're so good playing off of each other. Ariana and Lala bouncing off of each other where I was yep. like, ooh, this is the takedown team mm-hmm. I needed. Yep. I needed. Where, and Lisa coming for Lala being like, you feel this way. There's no comparison between what happened with Kristen and then Ariana jumping and being like, well, actually, yep. if yep. you're going to try to shut her down, let me tell you. I really couldn't with Lisa during this reunion. It was, was like, shocked. yeah, I, I didn't love her in the, the finale, but it was like, okay, whatever, like small moments. Within the reunion, there were too many moments where she was standing up for Sandoval. It was like, what are you doing? Why are you saying these things? No one agrees with you. Right. And not only standing up for Sandoval, but like trying to like knock other people down in the Mm -hmm. process, like James and Lala specifically. But it was just like, it's giving like that like old misogynistic like, oh, like everybody's made mistakes. Like, yes. And I'm so sick of seeing those like types of comments and stuff too. Like, oh, everybody cheated. Oh, everybody. Like, no, this is a very specific situation and it's fucked up even outside of just the cheating and the years of the relationship. It's the best friend of it all. Right. It's the hanging around in group settings together, knowing what you guys are doing and acting like nothing is wrong and then trying to play victim after the fact. Right. Y'all, y'all are disgusting. Yeah, it's gross. And it's also like... Yeah, everyone has, like, fucked up on the show, right? That's, like, the Mm -hmm. point of this show. It's also been running for – there's 10 seasons. I think they started shooting, like, 13 years ago. Like, people that fucked up season one are 13 years away from that. Like, we all fucked up when we were 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Like, those are the years that we're idiots. And we are driven by impulse and desire and, Mm -hmm. like, not using our brains. So, no, we don't get to compare – a 40-year-old man cheating on his girlfriend of, I don't even want to say girlfriend, partner of nine years to somebody cheating on their boyfriend when they were 21 years old. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. He is supposed to be smarter. Like you have lived enough life to have the tools to make better choices and you're just, you just don't fucking have Yeah. But he's he's done this before too. So it's also one of Mm -hmm. those things too where I like that Lala called that out where she was like, um stop like close the history books stop trying right. pulling out receipts of shit that happened seven years ago this is about you here in the now like mm-hmm. you are 
40, but according to James and the internet, 42. So I'm also kind of like, he's even lying about his age at this point. Like, what oh, does this so man not wood. lie about? He's <laughs> like, so would. Sandoval. Right? He's like, oh, once I turned 40, I was having this midlife crisis. And then James is up there like, you're 42 years old, 42. And I was like, how old is this man? And has he been cheating for the last two years then? Because you're saying now that it's when you turned 40, was this like, this can't right. be my life. But y'all bought a house together, what, three years ago, five years mm-hmm. ago? So it's like all of the stuff that he's saying is just not adding up. Um, but yeah, no, it was nice to, to see somebody finally be like, close the book on the receipts and, and, and handle what you're doing now. Or when you try to bring up Kristen and stuff and they're like, we're not talking about that. Right. There's no excuse for your behavior. And then to go back to Lisa defending him and we're just like, or calling out Lala being like, you were, you've admitted that you've been harsh with Raquel in the past. Like, what the fuck does that have anything to do with anything? Yes. Even if I that was- is, yeah, 100% true. Yeah. Uh-huh. Has nothing to do with Tom doing any of this. Like, they are two completely different conversations. And if you want to have that conversation, we can. But it has nothing. It does not have a place here. And it's not an excuse. It's not an Mm-mm. excuse like to where it's like, oh, okay, I can say in the past that I was harsh on on Rachel, but the fact about it, and she goes, take it out of it. Take everything that you know out of it. How am I supposed to? Yeah. How am I supposed to take everything that I know out of it? Because what I know is so much grosser than mm-hmm. even the idea of like you took that entire scandal equation out of the season. It's right. still gross. Like yeah. she is gross. <laughs> I hate it. And watching Raquel <laughs> – be stuck in a trailer watching everyone I want somebody to lock that door and just let her rot away for a little bit it was so I was like yeah this is what it should be you are not a part of this get out stay Never in your little been. trailer I don't the- I don't want to see her I don't want to see her in the reunion it's gonna like make me so angry when she finally gets a chance to like speak I just don't want it I just don't know. Again, like she started off in the beginning where she was like, you know, I'm hoping for the best or Mm -hmm. I'm like preparing for the worst, but hoping for the best. And I'm like, what is what is the best look like to you? Because in a delusional world, it would be that everyone's like, hey, we've all made mistakes and yours isn't so bad. Mm -hmm. That's not that's not the case. No, that's that's genuinely not the case, let alone that I'm like, you could have hooked up with literally anybody. Mm-hmm. And you picked the longest standing relationship that we all watched form on this show. So yep. I'm like, the idea that you broke up this and I'm not giving all the credit to her because Sandoval is just no, as responsible. Yeah. But it is like, honey, in what world did you see this working out for you? In what world is the, the best case scenario for you? Because Especially in a world where you haven't even really apologized. The text that she sent Ariana that was like, I'm so sorry, I don't even know what to say. And like that was her apology. And it's like, if you were actually sorry, if you actually wanted a best case scenario out of this, you should have tried over and over and over again to speak with her, not via text. And if it was text, you better be sending a fucking novel to the point where I have to hit click see more and it opens into like a pages document (laughs) like that is the kind of text apology I would maybe accept but actually other than that you better be trying your hardest to meet up with her in person or get her on the phone and beg her for her forgiveness and get yourself out of that relationship because right now you're not there's no good scenario for you 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 think that you are like somewhat in the right because you love him and like no No, you're not. I'm sorry, you're not. Well, and my thing too is that it's like, again, 
I think we said it last week, but it's like, this isn't a mistake. This isn't like an isolated situation. Mm-mm. Like, oh, we got wasted and we hooked up. Cause even then I don't, I don't buy that shit either. That's like literally like, I have no patience for no. any of that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm like, with that being said, it's like, I don't know how you think that Ariana could ever forgive you, how you could think any of the women on the show, especially because that's what I'm saying, we're not 20 years old mm-hmm. on the show anymore. So it's not like this, like with no responsibilities, nothing to like, I don't know, There things are important now. Like we have right. shit, we have careers, we have kids, we've got marriage. Like there's things that are really important are on the table mm-hmm. here. So I'm like, for you to be able to look me in my eye and be fucking my partner this entire time, Mm-mm where would the forgiveness come in? Because I'm like, if it's not you hooking up, like you are somebody that's diabolical. You are somebody that is able to keep two things completely separate that should be eating you alive with guilt and like needing my like forgiveness, you know, Mm -hmm. and and you Mm -hmm. don't need that. And you didn't feel that at all. And you didn't feel guilt. You didn't feel bad to have that conversation with Ariana at the bar about like her body and not sleeping with her boyfriend, all of that stuff. And you're sitting here trying to be a supportive friend. And then to come to find out that you're capable of doing something like this, like who would want to be friends with you, Mm-mm. Rachel? Not me. Like, you know, like I can't trust you with any, I can't trust you with my man. What do you no. trust you with information? Like, no. what are we going to talk about? Literally no. nothing. I can't tell you anything. Have you heard the rumor, the theory that's going around? So you know how there's like a big thing that's going to drop in the last episode oh, yeah. of the reunion? Mm-hmm. So there's a theory, um, which feels really plausible. There was a theory that she was pregnant, which I was like, maybe, but I don't really, I don't really. I'm not thinking on that one. And even if she was pregnant, I can't even be positive that it would be Tom Sandoval's. Right. Um, But there's another theory that they've been hooking up for a lot longer and that when she broke up with James, it was because they had both agreed they were going to end it with their significant others. Mm -hmm. And she broke up with James. And that also makes sense why her and James haven't been sleeping together towards the end of their relationship. And mm-hmm. it totally tracks that Sandoval would promise her things and then not end it with Ariana. Um, yeah. And then it also kind of shows like she started getting a lot ballsier towards the end. And like she was pro- – if that was the case and they had this deal and she thought they were going to be together and blah, 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 and then he didn't do it, she's probably pissed. So now she's directing – wrongly but a little bit of anger towards ariana she's in the way of keeping her from being with this guy that she's now been with for like i don't know a year something i'm disgusted i know but but no the because you saying that out loud Mm -hmm. (laughs) hearing it um Mm -hmm. makes me think when she was in the trailer remember and andy was like what why why did it take you so long or like why didn't you come clean with ariana when the, the stuff came up to begin with and she goes from the trailer she goes I would really love to know the answer to that question. And I'm right. like, that makes so much more sense now to where I'm like, you are the one, you're his mistress. Like, right. wouldn't you be asking him this when it's just the two of you? Like, hey, like, when, when are you going to do it? When are you going to, mm-hmm. why aren't you? And so the idea that she never felt comfortable either directly asking or putting something in motion in that way for her to want to hear his answer as to why he didn't tell Ariana. Mm-hmm. And did you and you watched the uncensored one, so you saw the extra clip with Sheena talking about what happened at the in the hot tub at Coachella. I don't think I got there yet. What did Sheena say? Ooh, well, uh, so back at Coachella 2022, mm-hmm. which was the time that uh, it was rumored that Raquel and Schwartz had made out, and remember Schwartz was never at Coachella. Right. She's a Sandoval. Well, Sheena was told from a friend that Rachel 
said that Sandoval hit on her in the hot tub after like late night when everybody went to bed, telling her that they were, him and Ariana were in an open relationship, April 2022, mm. and that he tried to make a move on her. And in my head, I'm like, knowing Rachel's behavior, right, after seeing it now single and um, liquored up, mm-hmm. um, you mean to tell me that this guy hit on you, told you that he had an open relationship and you guys didn't make out or do anything that night? So she you told got Sheena out of the this story? Tub? She told a friend who okay. told Sheena, which it's kind of, and it's tracking because it's also giving me like when she was talking about Schwartz with Charlie, you know what I mean? To where it's like you're mm-hmm. gauging other people's That's what I was going to say. She things. wanted to hear what people thought about what Tom hitting on me. Is that weird? Is, Is that, that weird? But should I have gone for girlfriend? it? What girlfriend wouldn't go up to their, to their girlfriend at that time a being thousand like, percent. Hey, that was weird. Or like, hey, I didn't know you guys had an yeah. open relationship. Or like, mad respect. Whatever it is. But I'm like, right. I would find a way to bring it up because I would be like, what an awkward situation for my friend's partner to put me in. Yeah. And and especially if I wasn't warranted, if I wasn't asking the details, like, mm-hmm. and we're in the hot tub together alone. Yeah. That's a weird piece of information to divulge. So it's like, homegirl was on it, I think, for a long time. She yeah. knew. Yeah. And if she probably, and that's the thing, they probably had been hooking up before that, but because of that conversation or whatever, she went to, to a front to see how it would play out. How, mm-hmm. like, oh, you don't like it? Okay, so we'll keep that secret. So we'll that keep it secret for like- a little bit. And it also kind of makes the whole Schwartz of it all mm-hmm. make a little more sense. If she's pissed off at Tom for not ending things with Ariana, I'm going to go hook up with your best friend. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it a whole spectacle. And that's- I'm going to really make you apply the pressure. want to hook up with your or want to break up with your girlfriend because now you're jealous didn't work it <laughs> didn't sick. really work in the moment but it's like oh, okay now that actually because that whole thing is very confusing to me as it is but if there was this thing behind it pushing her to hook up with Schwartz because the whole like them like Sandoval setting that whole thing up as like a decoy feels too weird it feels like too many moving parts to you know what I mean I don't right. think that that's below him I just feel like it's too smart for all of them to come up with this whole like master plan but I can see her doing it out of like insecurity and how do I get this guy to care about me that's kind of how I feel too where I'm like I don't think that Raquel or Sandoval for that matter are these like epic masterminds that like oh everything is playing like it had everything planned out like no I think that they're idiots who thought they were smarter than everybody Mm -hmm. and I think Sandoval takes the brunt of it because he thinks that the same situation that he did with Kristen was going to work out with Ariana and that there was going to be this like almost like us cheering for him being like, mm-hmm. oh, he got out of another bad relationship and into a new one. That's great for him. Mm-hmm. We don't fucking care and how mm-hmm. you go about it. But I'm like these people, they weren't smart. You know what I mean? Like when you really think about it and even just like the Abby situation, watching uh, Sandoval trying to like talk it down with Sheena at the beach and like making jokes about it. And it's like, the these life is beautiful so video obvious. with Raquel on his shoulders. That looks like you're in a relationship. A thousand percent. That's what Dressing up as her, as her for Halloween. That is sick. That is sick. Didn't dude. she just confirm that the lightning bolt was to match his? Yeah. Yeah. So they're not smart. They're just really comfortable with lying. Like they're just extremely comfortable lying to people. Imagine just like your partner dressing up as his mistress and you all three going out for Halloween together. So gross. Like, you know what I mean? Like the balls and then shorts admitting to like making those jokes because he Mm -hmm. knew. And it's like, it's got exactly what we predicted. And it's just like, you're sick. 
You're yeah. fucking sick. Instead of saying something and then claiming like, oh, I don't know when I was told it might have been around here. But it's like you were comfortable enough to not only make jokes, insinuations in conversations that were clearly scripted between you and Sandoval. It's like there are so many dumbass players in this fucking game. Yeah. Schwartz trying to be like, we never went on double dates. Come on, Sandoval, back me up. And it's like, there's photos, dude. Like, did you actually right. stay off social media? Like, he told you to do because right. you should be on it. You should be on uh -huh. it. You should know there is a photo of your receipt signed with your name on it. There's photos of you guys before the something about her sandwich tasting on a double date as Sandoval's bringing Ariana a giant, beautiful bouquet and dipping her and shit. Well, he just went and had drinks with Raquel and then going to meet up after at the after like they are sick. They're sick. So and I'm glad gross. that they're getting what's coming uh, to them. Me too. I'm like, I'm ready for Ariana and Lala to literally light that girl on fire. But I do think that that is what the, the like secret theory thing or the secret thing it that's going to come out. Right? Yeah. It, the, this yeah. relationship was going on for a lot longer. And I think I heard, or I saw that um, it is a, a, the one-on-one -on -one with Raquel. So I'm like, Oh, where like the you, thing, whatever the big thing is comes out. Okay. Which also would make sense why the rest of the castmates don't know because who's talking to her. Right. You know, so when like, mm -hmm. and Rachel getting her five minutes and alone without Sandoval standing over her, coaching her that I'm like, and somebody being able to like make her feel, I feel like she is really good at lying. I do think that if somebody like compliments her or makes her feel safe, she'll say whatever the fuck she like she immediately feels safe, forgets that there's cameras around. So if somebody gets her to a place where they're like, you're so in the right, we just want to hear your story. She'll be like, yeah. And I couldn't believe it. Cause the first time that I tried to, and would just like spill all of the secrets. And I can see that being her. She's the one that is going to dump whatever this big thing is. A thousand percent, yeah. a thousand percent. And also like the girl, she might not be coming back for next season. So, I mean, we'll see. Um, they said that it was like so bad that they're waiting for the cast to see it to decide if they're going to re-sign contracts or whatnot. So I'm like, to be honest, I feel like if, if she were pregnant, that would be 10 times worse than the idea that it was going on longer just because we know that Tom was unfaithful pretty much their entire relationship. So it's like not shocking to a point where I don't think right. they come back to work, you know? The only other thing that I could think of that might involve other people is if Lisa knew about this for a lot longer than we knew. That could really affect some people wanting to come back. I did. I saw something like that too. And honestly, if so, it's like this it's one of two things because I'm like, Lisa knows how to make good TV. Is she so, an EP on it? Yeah. She's, she she's, is. Okay. It, it was her idea to be completely honest of starting Vanderpump. But I'm like, at the end of the day, it's like Andy and the show creators that are like, in charge because people were like LVP is an EP so she has say and I was like if that were the case Kristen would have been off that show when right. she got fired from sir <laughs> like yeah the producers the show people they knew that that was good she's good reality television same with Jax like I'm just mm -hmm. like there's there's just no way that like LVP has that much power and I think that's also why she was so annoying at the reunion it was because it was just like you don't actually fit in this panel right now mm -hmm. like none of this has to do like you you don't even have storylines anymore because they don't work right. for you. Right. So it's like anytime they come in, the only thing I want him to ask her about is uh, that whole situation with Sandoval and Schwartz and Raquel at the restaurant where she was like kind of like, why are you so giddy to like right. Sandoval where like that implied that she knew something. Right. Like cut it out. Don't do that. Right. Kind of. Vibe. Right. Yeah. Right. 
And she's also said in the past too that she's like any any rumor or anything that goes on at Sir, like I know about it. I've known about yeah. it long before, so I'm just kind of like. And it also kind of makes sense with her being a little defensive of it because if it's really this bad, then she's really in the wrong for knowing about it. But if she can get people to come around to the idea that it's not like the worst thing in the world, then she's a little bit more forgivable. So it tracks that she wants to be able to like flatten this out a little bit. Oh my God. (laughs) So stressful. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm so invested and I just, I can't, I literally can't wait for Wednesday. I'm like filming at the mouth. I literally watched the like live version and then I'm going to wake up Thursday morning to watch the uncensored version and then go make a TikTok. (laughs) Amazing. I'm going to do the same sans the TikTok. I'm going to go watch your TikTok. Yeah, learn all about it. Um, yeah. No, there's also a little segue though too. I was like the Randall scandal. Oh, yes. Uh, so that, I didn't watch this. I obviously okay. know the like skeletons of it, but I don't know all the meat. The, you know? I mean, to be honest, like the situation between like her and him is rough, but it's like, I don't know. It was just the origin story where I just feel like he has such a classic like villain origin story where it was just like this like charismatic nerd that really loved uh, filming and he went to like art school or whatever and figured out that he wanted to be like a director and whatnot. So he somehow got placed as I think uh, Mark Wahlberg's like assistant or something. So the character of Turtle from Entourage is like based off of him. No. Yeah. But Turtle's so lovable. You don't I like don't... Turtle? No, no, no. It's not It's not that. I'm just like, I'm saying the whole, I kind of like driver. I'm going to oh, bitch boy okay. to like hang sure, out sure, kind sure, of sure. thing. That kind of persona is like what Turtle was based off of was Randall, uh, which he of course saw as like, a compliment. But just my mm-hmm. biggest thing is this A, just watching these guys that are like, not nice like not attractive but finally get like a little bit of power based off of like watching Mark Wahlberg and watching all these people and how they treat people that like they can't wait to get to the top so that they can shit on other people Uh uh-huh um and it's just like you're looking at them where it's like yeah you might have some some dollars in your fucking bank account but like what do you think why do you think you're better than so many people that you could treat as like assistants were coming out of the woodwork talking about like um you know, his racial racist behavior, uh, walking in on him in uncomfortable situations. It's giving like mini Weinstein situations, um, abusing the people that work for him. And so even with the whole like Lala thing and cheating on Lala, like where it's just like you watch right. these people, like Tom said, you just watch these people like cheat on like, and you're like, I don't trust anybody. I don't uh-uh. trust anybody. I'm like, you would think that this like Hollywood three with a Hollywood 9.5, if not 10. 10. And I'm going to give her a 10. Y- she's gorgeous. Stunning. She's fucking gorgeous. And this guy, this little fofty fofty, you're going to give me a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy that gets to fuck around on her. That's absolutely insane to me. No, but you know what it is. It's like the, it's the. A fucking what what is this like small dick energy of like I am I am clearly not as hot as you are yeah but my ego cannot take that I'm also probably a way shittier person than you are my ego can't take that either how do I prove that I am worthy if not better than you show that I can fuck around that I don't need you that I that I still am gonna live this lifestyle even though and it's like the dumbest shit because it just makes you a worse person like it's not helping your case at all it's just helping your fragile little male ego that needed to be like I don't understand my stroked a little bit yeah yeah I just don't understand it though where I'm just like 
it's weird knowing that like you're not even going to be fully interested in these people that you're willing to cheat and hook up with and do all of that but it makes like it's something that you need Mm -hmm. to feel a certain type of way but it's okay that you're willing to lose everything for somebody that's probably not going to be in your life three weeks from now right or months from now you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just like, do you need to get off with random people that much? Like, I feel like that's like almost like a fetish in itself, you know? Because I'm mm-hmm. like, I've been in a relationship for six years. I don't want to know what anybody else's thing looks like. Like, to be completely honest, I'm like, more than enough for me. <laughs> like, I don't need to be juggling. I don't need to know anybody's name. I don't want to go on dates. I don't want, you know what I mean? Attention from multiple people. But I just don't understand that. Like, I don't understand if you're in a committed relationship, even to the point that you're going to get engaged. Right. Why do you need all of this like extracurricular activity that you know is going to ruin everything that you've built? I think like, it I think it really is like the, you know, if you are insecure, and I think this mm-hmm. could probably go either way, male, female, anything. Yeah. Um if you are an insecure person and you are in a serious long-term relationship, you're no longer at the point where your partner is just like gassing you up all the time and like loving every single thing that you do and complimenting you 24 seven and do, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. you are now being treated as the person that you are versus the person that you like want to be seen as. And new people will bring that early on dating energy that is just complimentary and like you're so this and you're so that and making you feel really good about yourself all the time because it's new and fresh and we're all on like this weird best behavior thing at the top of a relationship. And if you're insecure, you probably miss that. So you're searching for somebody to be like over Fair. the moon about you versus like, I love you so much, but I see you for who you are. And I'm just going to interact with you like I would anyone else in my life that I'm this close with. So I feel like it's it's this need to be like. Well, and relationships <sighs> take work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think like, and I, I kind of hate that term just because like the way that it, when it comes out is as if it's like, all right, by 1030, we're sitting on the couch and we have to have a, our me time, our us time. Right. Like, not like that, but I'm just like in the sense of like making the efforts, um, like honeymoon phase, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Um, we're all lying and pretending to be a better version of ourselves so that you will love us forever. Mm-hmm. And then you see who I am and you should hopefully love me for who I am. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that stuff takes work. Like, you know what I mean? Making sure that you remember to compliment your partner, to make sure mm-hmm. that you're encouraging them and and offering help and assistance whenever they need something so that they don't need to seek outside external right. help or advice in situations. What happens in our relationship is between us. Mm-hmm. Any of your endeavors are my endeavors. And I care just as much as you want me to. I'm like, I'm not going to remember every Joe, Mike and whoever you got a fucking phone call with. But like, I will absolutely you tell me to be somewhere you need help with something you need me to pick something up for you that would help ease your day. Mm -hmm. What's it going to what's what's it going to hurt me? You know, but I'm like, I feel like a lot of the times too, when you've been in a relationship for a long time, and people don't talk about important shit that goes on, Mm -hmm. like how our brains work, how we react to things, our feelings that it becomes like this almost like divide that starts to happen because people mm-hmm. get sensitive or they feel like their partner doesn't care. So it, it it brings on a whole nother level of issues and fights that are just over minuscule shit because we haven't dealt with the one big thing mm-hmm. that's bleeding into all other aspects, which now all of a sudden makes me feel like we have like two separate lives and I don't know this person that I'm sharing a bed with and which is so right. sad. Yeah. I don't know that life, but I'm like mm. – with that, I'm like kind of perfect the segue to kind of talking about like what we were talking about last week with your uh, non-negotiable non-negotiables. Yeah. yeah. 
I can go into those. Let's pull I would them love up. for you to. I also would love to hear um sort of what you're saying cuz you I, I mean you've been in a how long have you and Connor been together? 6? Six? 6 years. 6 years. Like a long-term um good healthy relation like you guys work so well together and I would be curious. I know it's been a long time since you've like needed non-negotiables going into a relationship, but yeah. what things you've found being in such a long term serious relationship are essential to that. So like your non-negotiables within the relationship, yeah. you know, my, my reasons why we'll never break up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I why do you those. love Connor? <laughs> yeah. like, let me count the ways. <laughs> um, do you want me to just say one right now? Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Well, I'm yeah. pulling mine up. Yeah. I have an, um, I have a note section that I'm trying to find, but yes, tell me. Um, like I've never had been in a relationship with somebody that I, a, from the jump, he has just always had my back. And like, even in situations, I had like a, a, a situation where like a roommate was like drunk and said something out of pocket to me. And he was just like, absolutely not like stepped mm. in and like, not in a way of like getting involved in like women's stuff, but just kind of like, no, 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 you're accusing her of something that is not the case and I've been with her and I know the situation like very much like ready to just like have my back which I've never really mm. had and he's just my best friend and like not in the sense of like mm, we do. like literally to where I'm like we talk about like our traumas our our past relationships our things that have gone wrong in the past and I think and and why we react to certain things the way that we do and I think that there's just like a level of understanding there as to how we communicate with each other and how and what our triggers are what our sensitivities are and and being sensitive to that because I feel like a lot of the time we don't know what's going on with our partners or we don't know like their past stuff or like they react to certain things and we're like what I said was not that bad or like what right. the fuck was that kind of thing and I was like he's somebody that's been not only like 100% transparent with me but like open and we have a level of communication to where it's just like even if things get like a little tense or whatever we're like well what the hell is that this is this is what I meant that's not I would right. never and it's just like and it's squashed and it moves on where I'm like mm -hmm. I've had relationships where it's like you're in a fight and it's silent treatment or it's like we're not gonna talk for days on end because and it's just like all of that stuff is so unnecessary. It's like once like we've like just established the fact that like we are each other's person and you're my safe space, I'm your safe space. And anything that you need to say to me, like there's nothing that you can't say to me essentially. Right. And I've just never felt that way. I think I've always kind of wanted to be perceived a certain type of way or I never would let somebody close enough to me to where I'm not, if I, I'm fully in control of our situation and with him, it's very much like give and take. And it's not like me trying to like wear the pants and kick ass <laughs> being like well this is why you fucked up and this uh -huh. is why and this is why I'm pissed and it's like no like there's like an open level of communication that I've just never had with a person so that's that's something where I feel like that's uh, it, I mean knock on wood like I hope we never break up but like if so like that would be something to where I'm like okay are we able to have these types of conversations right. are we able to be honest can you tell me things that are dark and that are are not cute but it's like these are things that we need to know about each other in order to have a healthy relationship, to be able to have each other's backs no matter what. There's nothing that can mm -hmm. be said about you that I would believe outside of us, you know? And also he doesn't have a lot of like external, like he's not into like boys nights and like gut, like all of that shit. He doesn't go out. And I'm like, I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. You work, you cook, <laughs> and you just want to hang out with me yeah. and you watch my shows with me. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> like, I'm keeping you forever. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I love it. And the tra- look at her. She's so cute. <laughs> no, oh, but it's so it's, it's like the transparency of it all, right? Yeah. Like that is so you just need to be able to be open because things are going to come up. You are two different people that are living different experiences and come from different traumas and whatever and different backgrounds. He's backgrounds, from Florida. He's from Florida. <laughs> um and you're going to have things that come up and that's shitty when people can't talk about it because then it turns into resentments and bigger issues and all of these things and, you know, things that can easily be avoided if you just have that kind of baseline for your relationship where it's like, no, we're going to talk about it because the second we talk about it, we're going to realize neither of us meant to hurt the other person. We just are the communication got a little fucked up there. But we would never know that if we were quiet about it and if we just assumed something. Sweep it under the rug kind of thing. I'm sure it wasn't a big deal. Let's not talk about it. And then the next time that miscommunication happens because the other person didn't know that that is how you took it. Yes. It stacks. It's that. It's that. Because it's like the resentment's already laid there, but then you you lie to yourself being like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not hurt by that or I've moved on. I've moved on from it. And right. then it's like, yeah, it, now the next thing is like a hairpin of what was the that caused the issue the last time. Just like the tiniest Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, set me off. And they're just like, oh, my God, I just asked a question. And it's just right. like, yeah, but this question goes back to this. And it's like, no, like, let's just put our stuff on the table right now. Mm-hmm. I took what you just said out of place. It made me feel this type of way. Yeah. Explain to me what you mean by that. And it's like always never what I think to or how I would jump to conclusions. But that used to fuck us up in like earlier stages of our relationship. And I'll be completely transparent about that. But yeah. also – on the inverse, it's also nice to where I'm like being allowed to be a weirdo with your person. Like, you right. know what I mean? And I'm like, there's sometimes shit that comes out of my mouth. Like, you know how weird I can get. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> I see some weird ass stuff and like in, in weird voices and like weird actions that go along with it. And like, sometimes like I'll do something and I just like look at him. He's, it's so normal for him. Right. It's so normal. Doesn't even but, like, in, him. My, <laughs> in my head, I'm like, did you just do that? In, like, right. In front of the man that you want to sleep with you? <laughs> <laughs> And he still finds me attractive, like right. you know. And it's like that's that that's the stuff, like that's mm-hmm. that's the sauce, that's, that's the, the stuff. Sauce. It's like, that's what I'm that's looking for in my relationship. Like, yeah, it, you want to be able to be you, you know, and, and, and just like fully you, never second guessing it, never being mm-hmm. like, oh, that was too weird, or like, oh, was that too bad? Like, it's like no matter what I say, and no matter what extreme, it's like we're on the same page you accept me for who I am or he'll just be like that's fucking weird but like okay like right. <laughs> move on keep it pushing yeah so, I love that communication and just communication. being able to be who you are and they love every facet of you because you you don't have anything to hide right you know and I feel yeah. like there's so many relationships where people play roles or like try to look a certain way to like everybody else and it's like none of that stuff matters it matters like how the person that you're looking at that you're sleeping with that you are living with how they look at you, you know, yeah. and, and if they know the real you, then there's literally no issues. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so wild. Cause we have that with like best friends where we mm-hmm. wake up and we look like shit and we say the weird things and we do the, we do nothing makes sense. And we have our, all of those things we do. And it's, it's so crazy. I mean, it, there's so many reasons why it makes sense, but it is so crazy that it's so hard to then translate that seamlessly into a relationship. Like it takes work to get to a place where you can be that transparent and right. comfortable and yourself with a partner the second it's a romantic thing. I just feel like being yourself from the get-go and 
as I said, and allowing yourself to grow as somebody, you know, yeah. and and as you get comfortable peeling the layers and like letting them accept it, making sure that you're providing a safe place for them to also be doing the same thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's not just one person. That's not one side. It's not one person feeling like they're being seen and heard and the other person's like, great, I'm a free fucking therapist. It's like, right. no, you, we need to like give and take. You need to share and take out the ugly, put it out on the table and we move forward from it. And or else we know that this isn't something that we can handle and and we break up. But I'm like, right. you know, as I said, this has been like the easiest, especially the last three years, but like the easiest six years of my life when it comes to a relationship. A, he has his own shit going on, too. So it's not somebody that's constantly in my business. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's super supportive of everything that I do. He leaves town sometimes, which is fucking nice because I get to just like have the place to myself, which is also right. like, you know, it's like there's just so many things to where I'm like, it just works out. It but just I'm works. Just like, talking uh yeah. I talk about Connor all day but let's talk about you and like your non-negotiables <laughs> because that's what I wanted to hear about I'm queen of turning it on somebody else <laughs> like, tell me everything now that I've told you the ins and outs of my relationship how it works and um all of the steps that I took to get there uh-huh. um let's go <laughs> okay so I have seven not five um <gasps> I think so I started with five and then I think over the last like year and a half Mm-hmm. through dating post or like within therapy we've added two we've been like okay, okay great nice. so now we've gone into another relationship post big breakup and with therapy in our toolbox um and now we know that this is another thing to add to that non-negotiables list Love it. um but the the first five were like the core so okay. number one is quick wit funny sarcastic of okay. course, my number one is like, he, he's got to be funny. You got to be yeah. funny. You got to be able to do bits. I need the majority of this to be fun and funny. If you're not laughing, not, you're not having fun. <laughs> no, no. And the bits of it all is like really so big to me. And it's so funny because I've had some friends that like anytime I would tell a dating story or anything with like me and Sam or whatever situation where it was a dating thing and, and I'm telling like a funny story of of like an inside joke or whatever. I've had a couple of friends that are like, oh, that's so cool. You guys like laugh so much. I was like, what do you do in your relationships? <laughs> like, I'm not going on a date with somebody if I haven't already decided that they're funny. That is my right. number one thing. I love it. It's just it's too important to me. Um, number two is emotional intelligence. And what does that mean to you? So I just need you to be like in touch with your emotions and be able to talk about it. If you're in therapy, that's amazing and a huge plus. Um, you don't want a macho man that doesn't understand why he's upset but just wants to hit things? Sure don't. Sure <laughs> don't, Sarah. <laughs> that is probably the number one least attractive like thing a guy can be or a quality that a guy can have. Sorry. Yep. It's but not, facts. it's not it. And like, and also like the, the fake emotional intelligence of somebody that thinks they're like really mature and smart, but it's like, sure, you know things about some things, but you have no idea how to talk to another human from your heart. Like you Tom do not Schwartz. know how to communicate. Tom <laughs> thinks he's so smart, uses big words, but like you have no idea. You're not in touch with not only your own feelings and emotions, but yeah. you can't even have empathy or or even be kind to your Mm -hmm. ex but yet you demand respect yeah and the weird thing is the people like that a lot of the time are convinced that they are in touch with themselves and able to have those conversations and it's like no you can't you are keeping everything internal right and you're not 
first of all, you probably don't even care what's going on with the other person. So you're not going to learn anything about them that you would need to be able to have like a good conversation, a quality communicative conversation. Um, Mm -hmm. And you're also not willing to share anything. So there's never going to be this like intimacy. There's just not going to be intimacy like that. And that's what you fucking need. Right? Like that is literally it. But yet even just a simple gesture of being kind or listening and understanding is like asking the world of you. Yeah. And that is somebody who's not emotionally intelligent. So somebody that is would just be able to kind of seamlessly do that. Even if there's like trauma that makes it a little hard for them, they know that it's important and they'll work to make sure that they can get to a place to do that. Ask questions. Listen. Ask questions. Listen. You know. It's so it's, simple. It's, it's so simple. And that's why you just have to, but you just have to know it. Some people just don't get it and it's just not there. Yeah. You know? Uh, um, three is politically aware, okay. liberal, and open minded. Love that. Um, so no Republicans. You can't do anything about your family, and I'll never fault somebody from like where they come from, what their parents believe, any of that. Right. Um, but we are at an, we are, at an age and in a place where like we have the internet and we should be aware of what's going on and um and not being aware is just very like oh it's just so coming from a place of privilege where you don't have to be and that is such a turn off yeah I just because empathetic is also one of the things in there like you can't really have true empathy if you don't care about the people that are less fortunate than you and you Mm -hmm. don't have any desire to do anything to help that and that could mean so many different things for different people like I'm I will go to a protest I like getting involved in like grassroots organizations and like doing shit and getting my hands a little dirty some people are really uncomfortable with that so their version might be donating money or you know sending something that's low-key I don't care how you do it I just need Mm -hmm. you to care about people that aren't you I'm vocal I respect (laughs) it no I respect the hell of it yeah (laughs) yeah so um yeah so that's a big one Four is empathetic. We've talked about this. Right. Empathy is very important. Um, and people on first dates that say they're not empathetic are not going <laughs> to pass the test. We're um, not going on a second. We're not going on a second. Number five is great communicator. Um, okay. Six is honest. Um, what do you mean by that? So I think it ties into the transparency and the communication. I need somebody that's like can just be honest with me. A big thing that I came up with in my past relationship was um, there were moments where I would feel insecure in the relationship and Mm -hmm. I would vocalize that and I would always be met with like an abundance of reassurance. And then when we eventually broke up, it came out of absolutely nowhere for me because he was not able to be honest with me in those moments of what was actually going on. So I need somebody that feels comfortable and is able to be like, I have an issue. Something's going on. Something isn't sitting right. And I would rather tell you and potentially we either can work through it or at least you're in the know than sit on something for the sake of like protecting me, quote unquote, um, or not wanting to have a conflict. Conflict. I, I just need somebody that can be like, yo, this is what's up. And trust that I'm a big girl. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I can fucking handle myself. And whatever you say is not going to ruin me. I will always bounce back, but Mm -hmm. I can only make decisions based off of what I'm, what I know. And if you're not giving me all the information, then I'm being fucked over and I no longer get to 
make decisions based on the full truth of it all. So, right. Yeah. No, I love that. That's a, a thousand percent. It goes in with communicating, but it's also mm-hmm. like, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Having hard conversations from the beginning. We're yeah. like not 20 years old to where it's like, oh, in a couple of years, maybe I want to talk about kids and maybe I want to talk about like, no, it's like, this is who I am. And at this point, if you're not self-aware in your thirties, like it, mm-hmm. it's just, it's going to be a tough road kid. Like as simple yeah. as that, that I'm like, if you don't know the things that make you tick, if you don't know the things that make you happy that, that you right. look for in a relationship, then yeah, we're all just like wasting time here. Hope it throwing totally. spaghetti at the wall, hoping it sticks, you know? Oh my God. And like realizing that it's so important to have those conversations early on when the stakes are like way lower and you have the ability to go, you know what, this isn't a good fit. I'm going to opt out respectfully. (laughs) I think you're a great person. We're just not on the same page. And being able to have those conversations within the first like few weeks of dating somebody because it's not it's not will like, are we doing this? It's like, no, what do you expect out of people? What do you want? What are you looking for? What do you, what's important to you? What's not? Do those things align? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, they do. Great. Let's just keep seeing where it goes. No, they don't. Great. Let's not waste each other's time. Exactly. There's no And what's so wrong with that? What is so wrong with that? I just, I've never understood that to where it's like, okay, if you're seeing things or if you're feeling things that just like, this is not working for you, Mm -hmm. why are we going to waste the time? And then a year down the line be like, I want to leave him, but I just don't know how. And it's just like, right. You weren't even in it to begin with. You Uh -uh. weren't in it to begin with, but it's like, you're, you're because of the idea of having somebody or the idea of being in a relationship is so appealing to people. Mm -hmm. But it's, as I said, it's fucking work. It's two personalities coming together, trying to figure out how to coexist as one single unit, even if they're apart, like, you know, no matter what the decisions that I make throughout my day also reflect on Connor. It's Mm -hmm. not like, Oh, I'm like, I can't, do I want an orange or an apple? Just can't. No, but I'm just like, you know, if I put myself in situations to where things look bad, like that's on me because I should be protecting my partner, not sitting here being like, well, what works for me works for me and hopefully it works for them. And if not, they can suck it. Like, no, right. it's, it's, it's compromise. It's, 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 it's again, being honest and it's trust. It's mm-hmm. trusting that like when we are not together, that you have my best interest at heart and that you're not going to do something, say something that fucks me over and right. like bare minimum insurance, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oof, you got me going. <laughs> I know. I loved that. Um, okay. And then last one, number seven is like-minded comma, creative slash driven. So the like-mindedness would be the creativity and the, right. the the driven, you know me, I'm a little hustler. I'm going to like, I'm going to, I'm going to get a company to pay for me to go to see Taylor Swift on the floor. And I'm going to make that happen in three days. Like that's, yep. That is my brain is constantly working. I'm always trying to find new, either business or creative or ideally creative business endeavors. Like I want to mm-hmm. be doing stuff. I like being productive. Um, I have multiple things going on at once because that is just my brain can't do it any other way. And I don't need somebody to be on that level necessarily, but I need you to have something that you like are really passionate about whether or not you're successful in it yet. I don't care, but do you love it? Are you doing stuff about it? Are you working towards it? Great. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. That's all I want. You don't, you don't want somebody to be like, Hey babe, why are you working? Come sit on the couch. Come cuddle. No, nope. <laughs> because I because I want all of that. But uh, once between, we're done with our day, I was going to say during appropriate workout or yes. hours. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. No. I want to be able to go out and come home, and I've just had a really cool, long, productive day. And you have done a similar thing, and then we come together, and it's like, wait, how did your meeting go? 
And then yes. you tell me about your cool meeting. And then you're like, wait, how did the pod go? And I'm like, dude, Sierra and I are killing it. Like, we're, I we're need them to be these couple cool. Era. We, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we couple. the power couple? Well, yeah, but I was talking about like, that's what we're looking for. Like, that's our time. Oh, sure. <laughs> can can um, we be the power couple? A thousand percent. A thousand Great. percent. Thank you. Friendships are power couples too, you know? They are. Um, yeah, but I feel the exact same way. I was like, that was something too with like past relationships and whatnot, and especially because I was so young that I'm like, you don't really notice that people aren't doing things or mm-hmm. like in the downtime of not having whatever their like specialty uh, career, whatever it is. Like if it's like a slow period, especially like actors and like whatnot, where it's like, I want if, if to, if that's what you do, then I want that to be something that's like, all-encompassing in the sense to where it's like if you're not working you're not just complaining about not working right are you in class are you learning new skills are you like creating stuff that you and your friends can be in yeah what are you doing don't it can't just be this like lives by the wayside don't really do anything about it but then complain that nothing happens it's like well do something I think exactly that where I'm like any first date I feel like it's just like an interview obviously but it's like actually knowing what you're looking for while yeah. on it to where it's not being like lost and blind and being like well I hope I can believe in things because it's like you even like have like keywords or things like like with mm-hmm. the guy saying I'm not an empathetic person it was a mm-hmm. keyword to where you're like no that's something that's important to me this date's over bring on the carbs yeah. like this is that's the way that it should be because I'm like going into this shit you're just like god I hope I'm not on a date with a serial killer right I can even imagine online dating are you fucking kidding me yeah I'm so scared of people <laughs> yeah. And these are just strangers that totally. And I think having something like this also just gives you like the confidence to know that you you know yourself well enough to have that list and you know what you are looking for and you're not going to settle for less. So the stress going into a date or the anxiety or the insecurities around like the is he going to like me is kind of gone because you're there you're there to figure some shit out. Like you've got a job right. to do. does he hit any of these things is he like are big red flags coming up against what your non-negotiables are Um, my therapist put it in like a really cool way just in general in like the early stages of dating but it's all just you're just gathering information like let's Mm -hmm. not get ahead of ourselves we're not marrying this person you're not on your second date thinking about all the cute trips you're going to take with your brand new boyfriend like we're not there yet you're literally just gathering information you don't know enough to know if they'd make a good partner for you yet. So let's not even start thinking about that. Let's just fucking learn about them. And eventually you will figure out if they're a good fit. And if you, the day that you figure that out, have the conversation. Don't wait. Don't be the chill girl. We don't need to like play the game anymore. You like them. You've learned a lot of shit and you still like them. Great. Ask, like figure it out. Be up front. Be up front. Yeah. I'm like the whole like, cool girl gone girl thing I'm like that needs to be gone dead and fucking buried yeah we don't need it anymore we don't need it football and chicken wings that much that much I promise like it's just like no the whole I'm gonna be the girl of his dreams because he says he likes this so I love this no I told Connor from the fucking jump I don't fucking like football I don't ask me to like go watch this stuff to do I don't like sports I'm never going to be the girl that's got her own jersey with her last name on it. I've already <laughs> pretended to be. Th- I, that's just not me. I like reality TV. I don't like camping. I don't like dirt. I want to go stay at a nice hotel if we go on vacation. Like I can make this very freaking simple for you. And you can call me high maintenance till the end of days. 
but that's your choice to deal with it or to walk away. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to be completely honest. There will never be a situation to where I'm going back on that being like, you know what? Actually, what does the tight end do? Don't give a fuck. Right. (laughs) Don't give a fuck. (laughs) Don't give a fuck. He runs down the field with everybody else. And guess what? You guys all cheer when they do something fantastic. And the same way, I don't expect him for years. I tried to get him to watch Vanderpump Rules with me for years yeah years and he wouldn't and he wouldn't and I was like that's fine that's fine be be your own person now he understands it and he makes sports analogies about it he's like this is your Super Bowl I understand these bitches are insane now yeah like I'm like the excitement is there but it took years it took years and as I said I try to watch football with him but I I, I've never been interested in it and I never will be Mm-hmm. And he still loves me. Look at that. Fucking Look at crazy. that. <laughs> Look at that. You mean you're able to have your own interests outside of his without Flaws morphing all, yours baby. to his? And he still loves you? That's fucking crazy. I didn't know like, this was possible. I know. What a concept. I should tell The way about I watched it. baseball for so long, which I will still say live baseball slaps. Like going to a game, incredible. Having sure. a beer, you're there, there's people around, everyone's cheering. The atmosphere is great. Um, I say that because I met him or like when we first like started dating was because we both went to a basketball game. I had no business being there. It was just an invite to a box. So I was like, cool, free drinks and uh, an activity going on in the background Uh of people I know. Fantastic. Wasn't looking for a boyfriend, but I got one. But you got one. And I made it very clear, not here for the basketball game. (laughs) This this is not. (laughs) Don't think that I like this. (laughs) Although we are trying, a group of us here are really trying very hard to find a bowling league because that's not real Actually, sports. I love that. That's like a I fun group activity. You can be good or not; it doesn't matter. Um, the alley but cat get strike. Together, yeah. Would disagree with that. It is a real sport. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember when they put the gum on the thing and then spun it and yeah. it goes? Yeah. I've tried that so many times. It does not work. Oh, it doesn't work. No, no, no. <laughs> it doesn't fucking work. <laughs> no. I that normally just throw it like me. grandma style. I just kind of toss it down. Um, okay. yeah. I'm actually a really great bowler. And um, I taught Connor how to bowl. Mm-hmm. The trick is when you release the ball, your thumb should be pointing down the arrow that you want it to, to go down. Right. I know. And then it's just boom. And, and then, then I'm like, what is this? Strike? What is this? Fucking spare? So nuts. So crazy. It's fun. I'm actually okay. not bad either. I don't know why I'm pretending like I'm a terrible. I'm actually like, pretty good. I don't are think I don't think date? I'm like great. What? Are we on a first are we on a first date? Are you are you trying I'm to I'm trying to me? I'm trying to be a persona <laughs> <laughs> that I am not. I don't know how I'm to sorry. play bowling. Oh, can you <laughs> teach me? Can you show me how to throw a bowling ball, Sierra? What's a pin? <laughs> <laughs> And those numbers, that's like the score? Is that uh, what that is? Is the highest the best or is it the other way around? <laughs> no, no. You know how to bowl. But, but, yeah, but, no, I was going to, I was about to lie again. What's my problem? I was going to say I'm, <laughs> I, gonna I know say you just I'm got bad done with, with the bumpers. <laughs> I was like, you might need to call your therapist back after this. <laughs> like, I just lied multiple I times. I didn't even lying. get the lie out. <laughs> I called myself out for the lie before the lie even came out of my mouth. Here's the thing. It's not lying anymore. I think it's like things that I've maybe told myself in the past when I was less aware. And then the self-aware sap will be like, hold on a second. You don't really mean that. Let's <laughs> yeah. cut it out, girl. Which is great because now I can call it out in the moment. It's you growth. Know? It's, it's growth. growth. It's called yeah. hashtag growth. Yeah. Thank and, you. And healing from PTSD. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm proud of you. Thank I am you. so proud of you. 
Yeah, yeah. You'll be happy to know that my therapy session started with her going, I have some Vanderpump tea. And I was like, let's get into it. Let's get into it, girl. I yeah. love your therapist. I love your life She's in New best. York. Like, I'm just like, I'm just so confused. She's actually my life. LA therapist. We FaceTime. But I'm yeah. Just, I'm just like, why does everybody in your life seem to be very like tuned in to VPR and yet my best friend doesn't watch it? <laughs> Especially because I'm not even like nearly as big of a reality person as you are. I've got VPR and I've got Love Island and like any random dating and selling show. Sunset. And Selling Sunset. And selling sunset, yeah. Like, yeah, no. I'm like, I'm pretty much everything that's on Bravo besides you like are. Married to Medicine. Any like doctor shows, I'm not done with. Any plastic surgery shows, I'm not done with. That stuff grosses me out, even though I've had it. Um, I don't know, just seeing it. So, but yeah, where I'm like mm, getting involved in people's personal lives and bullshit, the best. Sign me up. Sign Maybe me you up. have to move to New York. I'm just saying. Maybe coastally speaking, can be like from New York. <laughs> coastally speaking, live from New York. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, if Connor can't get me to move to Tennessee, I don't think I can get him to move to New York. I think right. this is where we're settled. <laughs> I think LA is the middle between. Compromise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I respect and that. I, That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. And I, and I honestly, like, it's so funny because, like, when I went there for, like, a week and I was, like, hustling, go walking around, I was like, oh, I think maybe I was meant for this. Like, I could do this because I never want to leave my apartment when mm-hmm. I'm here. And then – um yeah, I'm like, that would get old real fast for me. <laughs> I'm like, it was the last time I was there and uh, one of my friends that I met up with for lunch and she was talking about how a friend went by her apartment and then saw her light on. So then like hit the buzzer downstairs. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> uh-uh. What part of that story was what made the immediate no? A friend just like casually walking by? Walking by and then being like, "Oh, she's home. Here, let me just like. Oh, who cares what you're yeah. doing today? Like, no, people, I would like, hate know that. Too much right. about like because because you're all just like right there and everything takes 50 minutes. She was talking about how if you have plans and mm-hmm. you tell somebody what your plans are, they're like, "Oh, cool. Well, we're gonna be down here. It's right 15 minutes down you're the like, street. So why don't you no, just no, come no. here after? I didn't. I didn't. This has nothing to do with you. Don't and exactly, exactly. Yeah. And like that's the thing where I'm like, I the thing I do love about LA is that I'm like, my space is my space. Mm-hmm. When I'm in my car driving in traffic, yes, traffic sucks, but I'm like, I am belting out terribly, and nobody has to know about it. Right. I don't have to make eye contact with any creepy people in the process. Mm-mm. I get to where I'm going, and like, I'm good. I just, yeah. I, I, I like my space. Or if I make plans with you. I can tell somebody that I made plans, but somebody's not going to tell me, well, that's so funny. I'm going to be eating at a restaurant right down the street. We should all meet up and we should go to the bar because right. I know you're going to be there now. And it's like, right. no, no. When you this, leave a were- thing, there's like a common thing that happens here, which I sometimes love depending on the person. But if you're leaving yeah. something and you're going to the same train as somebody, you're traveling together. Whether yeah. or not you like that person, you're walking in the same direction. You're probably sitting next to each other on the train. And it's now a whole thing that like you didn't need to have. Last night, I like – I mean, this is just creepy men, but I got out of my Uber because I can't get into my own car and drive somewhere and like pull into my parking spot and then go into my apartment. No one sees where I'm going. Get out of my Uber and this guy walking down the street stops and I'm dropped off directly in front of my apartment. This guy stops and goes, hey. And I was like, hi. And he goes, you're really pretty. And I go, sorry, not doing this. I'm not. No. And he goes, (laughs) oh, and walks away. But then because there's like no – everything's just out in the open, I waited like five minutes to walk into my apartment because I was like, I'm not going to let this man see where I, my home is. We're not doing that. In LA, you don't really have that that much. You leave a situation. You get in your car. Gone. You drive to your place. Yeah, gone. 
No one can see your like message, every move. I can choose not to respond. I didn't see it. Oh my like, god, it's just, scary here when somebody texts you and you're like, do they see me? Have they just walked like, by? Are we on the same train? Savannah, <laughs> I could on? never live like that. I could never <laughs> live like that where I'm just like, well, a, a million people in the city, but you could just run into each other at a random time. And no, no, no. I live five minutes down the street from people I never want to see again. And right. I just avoid three places and I haven't seen them in years. Like, yeah. it's, it's as simple as that. It's simple. Like, it's safe. Yep. Oh, birds yeah. was the worst because I loved it so much, but you couldn't go to birds without running into at least five people. No, but they had great they... mozzarella sticks. So like, I'm not going to not go to birds. I'm just going to like the risk. I'm going to risk it and for the ladies biscuit. night. Ladies and night. ladies night. Can't be mad about that. And their cider, <laughs> just getting like a cider and a basket of mozzarella sticks. I was just there recently. We should go there when you are I'm back so down. Yeah. yeah, we absolutely should. I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of us. I'm proud of us for growth. I'm proud of us for, you know, taking time to understand who we are as people and mm -hmm. implementing that into positive outlets mm -hmm. in our life, having our career life focus. And then it's like relationships, all the other stuff, even though it's like extra, it should be a lovely addition to life and never anything that's stressful or bringing on the bullshit. So right. I'm proud of us for our growth. And I think, I think we'll be concert free this week, which would be dope. Cause we'll, be we'll still start to nice. show up about something else. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, I love this, and I I love I love having this podcast with you. Play. I love I love this podcast. I love you. I love you. Oh Is that how all of our podcasts are going to end? Just like, I think so. I, I adore so you so much. <laughs> That'd be like, upset if they didn't. Up. Yeah, I like hate it. Oh, fine, we get it. You guys gross, love each other. Gross. Well, all right. And to another episode of Constantly Speaking. Love y'all. I will always love saying it. <laughs> love you. Love you. <laughs> yeah, it was just like a cute little hangover. Oh my god. Sierra, I am 